Hey, folks. We'll get to the podcast in just a second. Just a couple things I got to get out of the way. We're still reeling from the loss of Dana Keys last week. Dana was a DJ, podcaster, and a force of life, light, and love who passed away last week. She was our guest on Season 3, Episode 8. For info on how you can contribute to her memory, please see our link tree. Now, our episode this week is kind of all about donuts. We thought you should hear from an old friend, Pinky Winchester, who would like to serve up some coffee to go with those donuts. Here's Pinky, followed by part two of this week's podcast. COVID caused us to close down on the campus. We couldn't take the chicken sandwich to online sales. We're taking our coffee online, our premium specialty coffee online, because it would have been just heart-wrenching for me to lose Pinky and Reds. Coffee chose me. I didn't choose coffee. It dropped in my lap from one of the students at the college. I believe that Pinky and Reds premium specialty coffee has something for everyone. It's an array of coffee if you just give it a chance and try it. Once I got to public school, I saw the segregation, and that's what blew my mind. Because I grew up, I grew up in San Francisco. I have friends from, from just across the spectrum: black, white, Asian, alien, you know, gay, whatever. I had it all. I've been exposed to it all. So I was very much used to being around other people. Um, but that was also the first time in my life I got, I felt um, not accepted by my own people. That was Vander Hill of Whack Donuts. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. In this podcast, Vander dives into his story. His grandpa moved to San Francisco from the South and soon met and married Vander's grandmother. Vander talks about growing up in a house where big meals were a big deal. He talks at length about his high school years, the troubles he encountered when he switched from private to public high school and a very rough senior year, when he managed to graduate despite the odds. If you missed part one, please go back and listen. Here's Vander. My grandfather is from Mobile, Alabama. Okay. I've been there once when I was like seven or nine, mm-hmm. and never going back. Yeah, you're like, now I know why he left. <laughs> yep. And uh, as far as I know, my Did you gran- say Mobile? Yeah, Mobile, that's Alabama. That's on the water, right? Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's all it has going on. Yeah, so if you remember E-Bomb's World, it was very famous for the leprechaun being seen in a tree. And one of those guys in that clip is actually my cousin. Nice. So That's just- weird. I was just talking about E-Bomb's World with some friends last night. Yeah. Within the last 12 hours. Anyway. <laughs> so Okay, so your we're, grandpa- We're dating ourselves, but it's all good. Sure, sure. Your grandpa's- from there. But he was originally from Mobile. Okay. Met my grandmother out here. And uh, he, you know, like a lot of, like, you know, Southerners, like, he, he, he had a limited education, you know. But um, so my grandma basically taught him how to dress, how to, you know, got his articulation game on point because she used to work uh, in the school district. Here? In, in, in San Francisco. Is she from here? Yeah. Born and raised as well? Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to remember where uh, my great-grandmother's from. Because I know they're, she's not originally from California. I want to say she's probably from, like, Ohio or something like that. Okay, Midwest. Yeah, so she's stuff. more of a Midwest girl. Um, yeah. Do you know what brought your grandfather out here? 
And when, when did this just, happen? Uh, just work, you know. I yeah. mean, he was in the South and losing his mind. Great migration. So era, there was more oppor- opportunities out here in California. Right. Right. Uh, and he could literally drive anything. Yeah. So was this like forties, forties, fifties? This is like forties, fifties. Yeah. I okay. want to say. Okay. Um, he wasn't alone in moving from. No, 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 no. Lesser places in the world. <laughs> but um, he actually has a, a safety track record for like uh, over twenty years. He oh, never. Wow. So one thing I loved about. Uh, loved and hated uh, about my grandfather's uh, room was uh, it was the coldest room in the house <laughs> and uh, but I would love also love the fact that he had cable in his room mm-hmm. um, but he had a wall that was just adorned with just like awards mm. and I'm just like at the time I didn't understand like was, you know what was all that grandpa and he was like oh you know this is my awards and he was like, you know, he's humble. He was just really humble. He was just like, whatever. And uh, yeah, I used to just love hanging out in there with and watch, looking at his awards. And he used to always laugh. He um, he loved watching like sports on TV. And he had a radio like right next to him, playing like the same game. The call by the play by play. Oh my god! And we, if you went in there, you know, there's rules. You know. Um, He'd be like, I'd be like, Grandpa, like, you're watching the game, though. Like, why are you going? He's like, if you're going to be talking like that, you can get out of my room. Oh, shit. You know, my grandfather was, like I said, he was, like, the buffest dude I ever, like, saw. Like, my, I was like, my grandpa can beat up your grandpa. Yep. He wasn't, like, like hunchback. He was a big dude. Um, well, that's also kind of, like, um, it's a little bit old school. You see it a little bit now, but people who go to the game and have the, yeah. Yeah. You just get more, right? Yeah. yeah. I really you know. <laughs> you're watching like the commentators like on TV were different than the actual like guys calling it. Totally. You know? So totally. But yeah, we uh, we can we go back to their story real fast? Yeah. Your your grandparents. Mm-hmm. So they met out here by accident. Do you know the story of how they met? Uh, vaguely, that's part of why you're here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just know like. I think they got introduced to each other at a party because, like, one the other thing about my grandparents and I like looking at their old pictures. Like, they they this is kind of you know what's that like Mad Men? Yeah, like dapper. They, that's my grandfather wore a suit all the time, and it was like looking at my grandma. I was like, oh wow, Nana, like look at you, you know. And then like my great grandma, who I thought there's a picture in our old living room, and I was like, who's that, Nana? She was like, well, that's my mom. He's like, but you barely remember her because um, I was born when my great-grandma was still around, but she passed away. Okay. Actually, she, she passed away in her sleep like while she was holding me. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, like, she used to get these really bad hiccups, and they would always give me to her, and mm-hmm. she would kind of, like, like rock me. Oh, like it soothed and her? It, and it calmed her down. Nice. So, like, when I would start crying, they would give me to her, and then she would just, like, rock me to sleep. <laughs> and then they said, like, yeah, like, you know... And, people, and I tell people that they're like, "Oh my God!" Did she? I was like, "No, she was sitting in a, in a she was like in a way where she couldn't <laughs> she drop me, you. but she was just like holding me." And then they just said, like, when they looked up, they they were like, "Oh, she passed away." Mm-hmm. And she so she fell asleep, but she passed away in her sleep. Wow. So, um, but yeah, they just met at a party and maybe yeah. mutual friends. Yeah, two mutual friends. Them. Okay. And, um, yeah, she's. She, I remember she told me like, "Yeah, like you know, I basically kind of had to like you know teach him how to read and." And taught him how to dress, like you know. So I was like, okay. And once that was like done, then like yeah, my my grandfather, um, 
fast forward to like you know 80s 90s like anytime he'd go out it took him nine hours to get ready <laughs> but once my grandfather was ready it was, it was a sight to behold yeah you know he had a suit and my favorite thing was like uh he'd be like you know feather or no feather in his hat i'd be like no feather tonight grandpa did he ever shop at seagulls over here no there's a spot um out on ocean view um is where he would get uh, thorn hats okay I don't think I don't know if Thorne's still there. Yeah. But he knew that guy, and so like he was like, "Oh, you're Randy's uh, grandson." Super stern. It's like mean, but not in like mean like what you would normally assume. Like you know, because mm-hmm. I, I used to think my grandfather was mean, but no, nah, he was just he was just old school. Mm-hmm. You know, so and you know he was a country boy, so it's like right. And he used to call me Fletcher, and I, to this day I still don't understand <laughs> what that meant. <laughs> And he used to call my grandma Butch. That was his nickname oh, for, my, for, uh, for uh, my grandma. Yeah. Anytime they go, hey, Butch, like, I'm going to go start the car, you know. Hmm. So. And so where in the city did they end up living? So we, uh, we lucked out, man. Uh, my great-grandma got a house on California in Desidero. Okay. So, like, kind of lower, lower pack heights. And then, like, you're starting to get to the lip of, like, Fillmore, Gary, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is like literally behind us. Mm-hmm. So like the Viz, like I remember, yeah, like the 22, the one California, there was in uh, the 24, there was a Darrow, where like the two buses like close to me. So we were one of like, I want to say like three black families in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And then uh, across the street, it was Benoit. And then uh, that was the husband. And then the wife, Ming, she had her own little restaurant, and we had this uh, Ethiopian jazz club called uh, Rosales. Um, so it was Rosales, a weird place, and then Mings, and then like a wannabe kind of like uh, Circuit City, like good guys, like store. Right, right. Um, and then this like kind of high end uh, like toy store where you know you're paying like $20 for like, you know, like a basic toy. That was for the rest of the folks in that yeah. neighborhood, right? <laughs> but um, honestly, growing up, I never felt alienated. Like, oh, we're the only like black family on here. Mm. Everyone got along, you know, black, white, whatever. That's cool. And uh, and this is the house you you this grew is the house up in. We, this is the house okay. I was really born in. So it oh. was uh, my uncle was there was a floor downstairs. So it was literally like a family could live downstairs, but it was just my uncle. Above him was my grandfather's room. Then the living room, kitchen, then my grandma's room and bathroom. They used to sleep in the same room, but the funny thing about my grandparents is like they both said one snored. <laughs> so they had their own separate rooms. But whenever yeah. they would go out, you know, they would, you know, come together. He yeah. would take her shopping or whatever and they'd go on trips or if it was their anniversary, you know. So it was funny, like it was like, nah, the grandpa snores like, yeah, he snores. I I got tired of it. The older I get, I'm like and every then, couple has yeah. snored stories because there's a picture of them like the last time because she used to like stay in the room with them and I, I was like oh wow so you guys did used to like sleep in the same bed at one point and he was like yeah but I got tired of snoring and then vice versa and then plus it was the coldest room in the house so you go further back another living room another bathroom my room my mom's room kitchen and then our backyard and then above um, me was my aunt and her two kids, my, my two cousins. And then next to them was another family. Hmm. So we, I found out, you know, senior year, you know, it was like, oh yeah, I, was, I lived in the Victorian flat. Oh shit. 
So, so yeah, it was, it was, it was, you know, my grandma would like, you know, sh she had a green thumb in the backyard. She used to grow fruit. Nice. Our dog was back there, Ricky. We had a cat <laughs> named Smokey. So he was a weird, interesting cat because he, he'd go in the backyard and, and be in the house. Oh. Um, is your sister younger than you? Yeah. and uh, So she came around later. Yeah, because so my... I never met my father. I mean, I remember the day my, my dad, like, walked out on me. You know, mm -hmm. I chased after him. Um, and that was kind of like the a family secret. It was like, you know... I was told this one guy in, my, in, the, in, a, in a picture was my dad. But I remember there was a family friend who I just, like, was glued to. And, I, you know, fast forward to, like my senior year you know and I was hanging out with my aunt we used to watch X-Files all the time <laughs> and I actually I was like yo like so why is everyone why is my dad such a taboo topic topic yeah yeah and she was kind of took a deep breath she was like well baby you know do you remember so and so and I was like yeah you know she's like that's your father mm. so you just knew him as you know the family this friend. guy yeah, yeah, but she yeah. was like but that dude in that picture is not no that's not your dad how old were you when he left? Two. Two years old, man. Okay. Um, so. But you, I mean, if I may, you had hella family there. Oh, yeah. And everyone's what, literally in the same building. Yeah, right? yeah it, that's, that's why, awesome. um, compared, that's why, I, like, when I would talk to my friends and, like, they were like, oh, my cousins are in Texas or my cousins are over here. It's like, everyone was spread out. I literally had my whole family in one house. In the same building. <laughs> yeah. And so... That's why me and my cousins are more like brother and sister right. than anything. And people are like, that's just your cousin. I'm like, no, that's, yeah, that's my cousin. Like, I'll, are y'all all like kind of around the same age? So cousin? Uh, my cousin, uh, T, she, we're, we're exactly three months apart. Oh. So I was born in March. She was born in June. Very much and the then, same age. Um, her brother, my oldest cousin, Kenya, uh, he was, I want to say like eight years older than us. Okay. So, yeah, because when I was in high school, by the time we got into high school, or when I was in middle school, he was already in high school. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, when we were in middle school, he was already in high school. Um, and then my sister uh, is through, uh, uh, who's my mom's boyfriend at the time, but he's now my stepdad. So that was my sophomore year. In, yeah, like in a, when she was born. Or? Yeah, she was born my freshman year. I actually take that back. So, so you're like year, 13, 14, something like that. Uh, more like 14, 15, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, whatever, how old you are when you're a freshman. Right. But it was, yeah, she, she came through, like, later, so so she's, like, in her early 20s right she's now. She's a youngin' now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember changing her diapers, taking her to the park, you know, doing bottles, all that stuff. But that was a, that was a dope house. A lot of, like, family gatherings were, were easy. We have our family reunions at Coyote Point for our extended family. Mm -hmm. um, you already mentioned, well, you mentioned the, your peach cobbler, which came down from your grandma, right? Combination or, of my, my grandma and, and, your, and my grandma. Yeah. What about the meals? The cook, what about the stuff before the dessert in that house? Oh, man. Uh, Thanksgiving was always dope. Because we had, like, leftovers for, like, two weeks. Did your grandpa bring any of the, of his, you know, I, I don't know, recipes I mean, or anything like that from the South? Cooking hot dogs over the uh, the burner stove. I uh, <laughs> learned that yes. from my grandpa. Uh, that's actually how he used, uh, he used to reheat pizza. He just put it in a, in a pan. And over like, the flame. Boom. Yeah. Uh, he liked, uh, 
Let's see. Oh, tripe. I mm-hmm. didn't know what tripe was, mm-hmm. and I just remember I was chewing it for like nine hours. <laughs> the one, cause like yeah. there'd be times where like he would like watch me or me and my cousin, and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, I gotta feed you guys." <laughs> but you know, he didn't cook much. He could cook, mm-hmm. but he didn't cook much, and it was like let, let alone cooking for like his grandkids. Yeah. So it was kind of like, well, y'all are eating what I'm eating, you know. And his favorite thing, his favorite snack was buttermilk and bread. Dipping the bread in the buttermilk? Yeah. But he would do it like cereal I'm not, style. I'm not going to knock it. I haven't tried it. But here's the thing. I, I bet it tastes delicious, actually. Oh, God. It was awful. No? Okay. It was horrible. It was like old, it was like old people food, oh. you know. Uh, but I was like so like, you know, enamored by my grandfather. Just everything he did was cool. Yeah. And I just remember he seeing him do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like if my grandma wasn't cooking and he kind of wanted something in his stomach, he would do that. And I just, <laughs> we just watched him get some bread, kind of break it down and just like pour this buttermilk. And I was like, what's buttermilk? And I remember I was, I was by myself one time and I tried it and I instantly like, like just yacked it up. I was like, <laughs> How does grandpa do this? Like, you know, but I was like, you know, a little, little, little young, young thing. Yeah. So my taste buds were still developing, but. Um, Did you say your grandpa's name was Randy? Yeah. Or sorry, is. So is still it's around? it's a. Uh, Randy Lemmy Lee Hill. So I, I didn't know which came first, but um, my uh, my mom's name is Kimmy, and um, I actually got a lot of crap growing up because I never called my mom mom. Hmm. I always called my mom by her first name. So when I was like at that phase where you're like saying what you hear mm-hmm. and repeating stuff, I her I was around her girlfriends all the time because she stayed with her homegirls when she had me in the beginning. And that's why my, I said my grandparents like literally took me because they're like, nah, I didn't have a crib. Mm. I, I was in an apartment. And so I was I couldn't say K, so I would call her Emmy. Mm. And then so as far as I remember, I just I was always calling my mom by her first name. Kimmy. And some people thought it was cute. Some people thought it was just disrespectful. I, but I was, you know, I was still my mom. You know, so I still love none, her. Kind of none of their business. Yeah. And it was like, you know, like, you know, people were like, call their grandma's Mima. And I'm like, what's that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Like, That's literally one of my, yeah. One of my names. But I, I call my grandma Nana, you Nana, know? Nana, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, oh God, that every time, uh, I remember in first grade, uh, the worst teacher, Miss Kate. She was from the South, too. And I remember, for some reason, she used to ride me and my cousin all the time. And this was back during the time where, like, teachers could hit you. Mm-hmm. And not even, like, I mean, mainly because I went to a private school or Catholic school or whatever. But, like, yeah, I got, you know, I, I could show you a welt that I still have to this day from a metal ruler. Oh, shit. So, um, but yeah, I remember she was like, what do you call your grandma? And she totally had, like, the other teachers like circled me and she's like go ahead what do you call your grandma and i was like nana she's like say it again like what do you call your grandma and it was like total like they were just laughing at me what the hell the only teachers that spoke up for me was uh miss brown and uh mr rivers mm-hmm. those are like my two favorite teachers and everyone was kind of scared of miss brown and then they knew miss i think miss cade was actually kind of intimidated by her a little bit hmm. and i was like in my mind we always wanted to see those two throw down <laughs> you know Cause yep. she was like, you don't talk to. She's like, don't treat that boy like that. Like, what are you doing? And then Mr. Rivers came in, and you know, he was like, yeah, what are you guys doing? Like, you're like, and it's just like, oh. Can we go back to food for a second? Yeah. Cause you're born and raised. We were talking about meals 
in the home, what about meals outside of the home? Uh, if we did, it was a rare occasion, like Mother's Day, mm-hmm. like Sizzler. Oh, shit. Um, what else? Any, like, I mean, they could, they could still exist, but, like, any, like, San Francisco places? So, brother-in-law's barbecue. Oh, and it is. Um, I got to go there once. I lived in that hood, and, man. I mean, I, but she, I wish you went to it back in the day, though. Mm-hmm. It was, like, by then, it was, like, super watered down, and, and like, because the thing, too, about a lot of businesses growing up, we, we knew everyone. Mm-hmm. So, like, the cheesesteak place, also, that's on DeViz, I'm the reason why they, they do the, the, the double. So, um, I, would, I would go there, and I could eat an adult, like, like size one, and so the my mom knew one of the cooks at the time and he was like, I'm just gonna give your son double and then they made that on the menu so it's like I'm the inspiration for that nice um there was two jacks uh on mm-hmm. Fillmore Hate mm-hmm. it, it never looked like it's open right but my grandfather knew the dude and I, I just come to find out my grandfather knew a lot of people you know um we used to get our fruit we were old school. Like we had a, a ice chest in the basement, oh, yeah, uh, and a refrigerator uh, upstairs, and another ice chest in the hallway. And so my grandparents would shop maybe like once a month, or once every like or two months because they would buy Just like freeze everything. Yeah, they were, and I was like, so yeah, and then buying fruit. Like we used to go to the watermelon man. So there was a Safeway like in the Fillmore, but we would go like to this other spot called uh, Food Foodland. Mm-hmm. And it was it was mostly like Asian like owned and ran, mm-hmm. but like the synergy with everyone you know was cool. It was like the brothers was like, "Hey man, come over here, man, hook me up." And a lot of my people like that spot too because you can you can get your, you can cash a check there. Nice. Um, and it was it was like food was still as good as Safeway. I used to always like ask my grandma, "Oh, are we going to Safeway?" She was like, "You got Safeway money." <laughs> Oh, it can be expensive, not. and man. so we go there. The one on uh, Geary and Webster, that yeah, one? yeah. And there was a, uh, it's it's basically housing now, but a lot of the little housing projects that are over there, there was an actual like, uh, it was a place called Foodland. Oh, you know, and then it got called Golden Lane. It was bought by another company and it called Golden Lane, but it was one of those places where you growing up, it's like, oh no, that's Foodland forever. It's like right, you're gonna right. call it that. Um, most of the time we uh, we we, just, we ate at home. Yeah. It was uh, unless it was a special occasion like a birthday, Mother's Day, then we would go out. Let's talk about your teen years. Nineties, right? Yeah, nineties. The awkward years. Um, so my so once I got into high school, I, I feel like middle school is like the the. <laughs> Formative years of just like, mm-hmm. who am I? What am I about? You know, discovering girls and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I had that wish. I was like, oh man, I wish all my middle school friends were like, we we're all going to the same high school. But that's when we learned where we were going. So like, I want to say the majority of the boys, we ended up at Archbishop Reardon. If you if you weren't in that clique, uh, then you were at SI or Sacred Heart. Mm-hmm. And then if you were going the public school route, you either at Lowell, Soda, Galileo. Oh, Gal came. I, that, I, I don't know why. That, I got into Gal like later in life. So. Oh, okay. But yeah. Uh, Washington. Washington. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to go to School of the Arts because the girl I had a crush on at the time. Well, my girlfriend at the time, you know, yeah. she was going there and I wanted to go there. My mom was like, no. So that's when I stopped drawing. 
Oh. So I used to, like, I've been, like, since, you know, everyone's getting back into stuff, I've been trying to get back into, like, picking up a pencil. Um, you know, I, you know, I used to do graph back in the day and, and, and trying to get back into that. But, uh, yeah, my teenage years, uh, I had a decent hand style. I wasn't really tagging on stuff like mm-hmm. most of these other cats were, but I had a decent, I had my little black book mm-hmm. working on my hand style. Um, my best friend, Matthew, we were actually born the same month, same day, same hospital, same year. He broadened my like scope on a lot of stuff. So like he knew more hip hop music than I did. You know, White Cat, and I was like, "How did?" I'm like, "Dude, like, either you know stuff or you don't." Right. You know? So he really got me back into Beastie Boys because, like, I think like Hello Nasty came out when I was in high school. Um, got me into Green Day, Metallica. Um, he was the first to kind of turn me on to, to Dirty South rap, but no one knew about it yet. Right. So Outkast was still Outkast, but they weren't what they were until they blew up. You know. Right. So I owe a lot of that to him. And I went through this kind of like weird grunge phase because like I didn't know what I was into yet, you know. Um, and that's when I got into breaking. And then once I got heavier into breaking, that's when I started like, okay, now we discover Wu Tang, you know, DOS Effects, and everyone. Um, yeah, high school's interesting times. Like my best year academically was my sophomore year. So I went from Reardon, transferred to Galileo. What was frustrating was the fact that I'm not a I'm not a dumb kid I know that, um, but they my credits got all mixed up so they didn't know where to put me. Oh, because of the transfer. Yeah, like so a, yeah, I was in band. I was like in like these like higher level science classes. Science was like my my my, my subject, mm-hmm. and then I had to take a foreign language. What'd um, you play in band? Uh, trombone. Nice. So I was really into. Uh, you know, James Brown, so I was all like, oh yeah. Um, when I got to Galileo, though, like, it was it was like, if you've seen Lean On Me, it's like the beginning of Lean On Me, like, it's super violent when it's like present day, you know, <laughs> when you, and the school's all messed up, right. and one girl gets attacked, and I was like, that's public school. Yeah. And I was like, man, I gotta wash my clothes more. Cause you know, you used to wear like, it was like free dress, you know? We right. taught it like in, when you're in Catholic school. And I remember my first day, I remember my cousin, he was like, he went to, he went to wash, my mom went to, to Gal, my uncle went to Washington. So it was kind of like in the family. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, you know, it's just in Indian public school now, cause so you gotta kind of, you know, you know, carry yourself. And he knew I could carry myself, but I saw dudes, I saw people cutting, you know, like smoking up. And, yeah. And I'm just like, my first day, my first math class, I'm like, why am I doing fractions? I know how to do fractions. Right. You know, and I was just noticing like, this is stuff I did just like, you know, a few years ago. I was right. in middle school. Right. And I kept talking to the, the, the guidance counselor at the time, and she was like, well, this is like, you know, the blah, blah, blah. And, I'm all like, yeah, but I, these are easy classes. Right. So when I got my first report card, I had like a 3.9. Right. I damn near had a, a 4.0. Yeah. And like, I remember my mom crying and, you know, I, I just kind of stood there like whatever. And she was like, oh my God, you got, you almost got a 4.0. Like the thing is everyone knows I was smart in my family, but I was just like, I was, that was the first time in my life. I really felt like no one was listening to me. Mm. Cause I was like bugging a guidance counselor like every day, and it was very much um, Asian predominantly at that school. Mm-hmm. And once I got to public school, I saw the segregation, and that's what blew my mind. Cause right. I grew up, 
I grew up in San Francisco. I have friends from, from just across the spectrum. Yeah. Black, white, Asian, alien, you know, gay, whatever. I had it all. I've been exposed to it all. So yeah. I was very much used to being around other people. Um, but that was also the first time in my life I, got, I felt um, not accepted by my own people. Mm. So, like, lunchtime really was like, you know, Latinos were over here, black people over here, white kids over here. Everything was like, I was, that, that blew my mind. And so, I hung out with the uh, Chinese kids when I first got to Gal. Okay. But I didn't really talk to anyone. I was just like, I had my lunch, like, hey, is it cool if I sit here? And they'd just be like, whatever. And then I felt like Antonio Banderas in like, you know, 13th Warrior, I just started picking up, <laughs> right. you know, the tongue. And I was like, oh, shit, I, I, I understand what they're saying. Right. And so... Um, was dancing already big for you? I was doing it, but I, I didn't know anyone. Okay. So I, I kind of kept it to myself. Right. And then once I finally, I want to say like halfway through my sophomore year when I finally started really making friends. And mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I heard Vander breaks. And... They asked me to like dance at the Welcome Back Assembly, and they were like, once all everyone saw me like dance, it was like now everyone want to be my friends. <laughs> right. Girls want to start talking to me, and I was like, oh wow. And my cousin was going to ICA, and I was like an all girls school, and then like they're like, oh man, you got like you got prom dates, like you got dates to, like for the rest of high school, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> kind of feeling myself, but um, but then I also struggled a lot with the principal because. I remember I joined the BSU, which was the Black Student Union, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember she came in one time, and then she was like, "Oh, just want to let you know, like all the Black students here aren't performing, you know, well academically, mm-hmm. you know. So think about that." And it just left, and I just remember Damn. like everyone just kind of put their head down. And that was the first time I got mad. I was just like, "Yo, f this!" Yeah. And you know, the bell rang, and I, I was late to class, but I was like, you know. You know, excuse me, you know, Principal Chan, like, what did you mean? Like, we talk. <laughs> and she was like, well, the numbers don't lie. And I'm oh, like, man. and I was like, F your numbers. Like, you're putting me in that category. It's like, I said, that's not the best way to, like, you know, you know instill morale, you know. It's like, right. And then, and then I said, you're kind of part of that, you know, problem, too, if that is the issue. Right. And they were like, you're getting to this. I'm, I'm getting whatever. And then they sent me home. And I was just like, I don't like your tone. And I was like, well, I don't like your tone. I said, like, you know, I said, I've been, like, begging to get in, like, harder classes, but I keep being told the same thing. It's like, oh, uh, those classes are full, but I'm looking at my, my Asian counterparts, and they're getting the hookup. Right. And, and, and like I said, it was very hard for me to, like, just, like, swallow that, because I'm like, yo, we should all be eligible for all these scholarships. They, they get giving me, like, scholarships, oh, you're black, and you, and, and you, you have a high school job. It was the Burger King scholarship, and it was like $150 versus um, my other homie um, who was Asian. He got this like full, almost full ride Jeez. to Berkeley. And so there was a lot of, I got exposed to a lot of like that kind of like weird segregation on, on uh, just across the board um, on an academic level. And yeah, it, it, it took me out. Two things kind of come to mind for me. One, those people, and we can't really give them time of day, but like people who, who don't believe that there's structural systemic racism. And then the other part of it is people, some of them live here too, but like, like how San Francisco has this image of like a super liberal, super diverse. It's like, mm, when the rubber hits the road, 
there's problems. Yeah, and big and, problems here. You know, it. I mean, I, I'm still, I'm you know, I'm still proud of myself. That's probably one of my favorite like moments. You know, in high school, standing up, standing to my up to her, absolutely. Um, and then I don't know what happened, man. Junior year, I struggled it like I did. Freshman year was a, uh, was a hard year too. Being that my, my sister was born, my mom and stepdad were their relationship was really strained, and then they, we finally because I was living in East Bay for a time because my mom and grandma got into a really big fight, and you know I'm, you know parents always go like, you're coming with me and I'm like not as mad at you not me, <laughs> you know but I remember it was serious because my grandma came in and like with empty boxes and just like you know don't don't look at me, dang and I was like Nana what did I do and I I, t- I remember I told her that and she was like I didn't say that and I was like Nana you hurt me so bad when you came in and just threw the boxes at me and was like don't look at me mm-hmm. I was just like I didn't even do anything she was like, and she apologized but yeah. junior year came around and oh man I just I just couldn't I wasn't performing uh, I was struggling that was like my, my worst that was worse than my freshman year actually mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know like what was happening it was just like uh, you know, I had a, I was working at the Exploratorium at this time, so I had a high school job. Back when they were at Palace still back, Finance. yeah, that's when they were, that's the real Exploratorium. Thank you. Yeah. I can say that I was a lifer, so yeah. Um, I worked there from like '96 to 2003. Although the new one, it is kind of cool how you can like go underwater. Yeah, I'll say that. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I I don't know what happened. And then were you distracted, maybe? I guess so, because, you know, I had taken up Japanese because, uh, you know, you had to, now that I was in public school, you had to learn a foreign language, and uh, I was in anime and manga and all that, but, yeah, that, that year, I struggled, and so I was falling off in my Japanese class, like, it's like, I barely got through my junior year, I, I like, went from, like, a 3.9 the previous year to, like, I barely got, like, a, a 2.5. Wow. I was just like, what's going on? But yeah, I think there's a lot kind of happening at home. Um, and just, I don't know, it just, everything just didn't make sense to me that year academically. Yeah. And then senior year is where the drama started happening, like just across the board. So I was able to recover. I felt good. And then they're like, oh, you're half credit short. I'm like, That's the, my fucking recurring nightmare, I'm by like, the way. What do you mean I'm, I'm half credit short? And you're going to wait till like, my senior year. I've been here almost three years, and now I'm, like, half credit short. And so they were like, you know, um, well, even if you go to night school. I was like, well, I go to night school. And they're like, no, that's, that's, that's still not going to help. And, like, mind you, like, I'm ahead with the, the mentorship, internship. I, I, I worked at, I was at UC Berkeley. I mean, not UC Berkeley, but uh, USF. Um, I did the donut thing. I'm, I'm like, you know, getting more hours at work, you know, and then that happened. And then I remember at one point, uh, this, my, my homeboy, uh, Corwin, I met him at Exploratorium. He was this photographer dude. And, uh, you know, uh, specifically like he was looking for like people of color and he was like my older brother, man. Like, um, but I didn't know he was like, he had demons. Mm. You know, and I remember when I first met him, I was like, dude, you're a dick. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, that's what all, people always think about, you know. And But he taught me, like, old school, like, you know, uh, photography, you know. So uh, I was, like, printing stuff on, like, tin cans. I was doing, like, the Red Room stuff. So, like, he gave me, like, and we, 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 we hit it off. And my boss was like, you know, you should keep in contact with him because he's always talking about you. And I'm like, really? He doesn't seem like 
like he likes me. <laughs> yeah. And we hung out outside of work. And then I remember uh, at a. It's not. Is that your Buena? Yeah. So your Buena, like when the when all that was still kind of new, mm-hmm. um, they were hosting this like uh, Black Excellence like seminar thing, and um, he wanted me to be his like right hand. And he was showing me, like, we're going to have this over here. We're going to have this over here. And I was like, dope. And he was like, it's this Saturday. Can you do it? And I was like, yeah. And I remember I asked my boss, like, is it cool if I get the time off? He was like, yeah, you're good. And I don't know why. For some reason, like, I just, I didn't know how to get there. <laughs> or so, oh, I, had, I was supposed to have to get a ride, and no one could give me a ride. And so when I finally said, F it, I'm going to figure it out, I just, I, I, like, got there. I was halfway there, and I was like, dude, I'm, I'm like, stupid late. <laughs> this is like pre-cell phone because my mom got me a cell phone at some point but I was like it's kind of like when she tried to give me a pager growing up I was like I don't yeah. want a pager what do I need this for I'm at school you know where I'm at right and I just kind of was like I can't even face him I'm like I'm sorry and so I went to I, I missed it and I just and I was mad you know at my family I was like I, you guys didn't give me, just give me a ride like it was like downtown it was like whatever so I remember I was at work and my boss Evan um, was like, hey man, um, you know, mornings we, we have our morning meeting, and then we hit the floor, and he was like, Vander, uh, let me talk to you. You know, we went outside around the palace, and I, we were working on um, uh, the, the explainer reunion. So all the explainers that have been like ever an explainer that was coming up, and I was like, oh, you got something funny you want to tell me? And he was like, I don't know how to tell you this, bro, but. Um, you know, Corwin, like, you know, killed himself. Oh, Jesus. And I was just like, and it was like he said it. I, I heard what he said, but I was just like, oh. But I, I literally, and I think um, I think he tried calling me or I tried calling him, but it just never went through. And because that's how ashamed I was. I was so ashamed. I was like, I can't even talk to him, you know. Yeah. And... He was like, yeah, man, um, they found him in his apartment, and I was just like, yo. So I remember I did have a cell phone. I only used it like once in a blue moon, and he was just he was, he was telling me more, and I was just like, okay. I'm like starting to process it, and I remember I called my mom, and she was like, what's up? And I was like, because he told me like they were having like a um, his like wake slash funeral the same night, the same day he told oh, me. Shit. And I was just like, hey, I'm going to be home late tonight. I just found out one of my friends, you know, and I couldn't even say it. And I just, like, broke down. And she was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I just dropped the phone. And, like, my, my, my boss, Evan, was, like, trying to console me. And I was just like, I just saw him. I just saw him last week. I said, like, I told then I, was, I think I went to, like, it was my fault. It was my fault. And I started saying that. He was like, dude, no, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault. And I was like, no, I was supposed to be there for him, and I wasn't. And, you know, I, I had, like, you know, suicidal thoughts, like, way back in the day, too. And it, it, it just, that just destroyed me. And it was at the Great American Hall. And uh, I saw his, uh, who I thought at the time was his sister, but it was, like, his play sister. But it was like, you know, I was just like, I, yeah, that destroyed me. Yeah. So... And this is you're still in high school? This is senior year. Senior year. Um, so I have the fact that I, I'm not graduating on stage, potentially. Then, my, then that happened when my friend committed suicide. 
And then found out we're losing our house out of nowhere. Like, oh, we're losing the house. I'm like, wait, what? What's going on? And uh, so it turns out my great grandma, I mean, she did get that house, but you know how it was back in the day. It was like my, my, my grandma took care of her sick mom. Mm-hmm. And um, my grandma had like two brothers and I met one. But it's like when you meet someone, I'm like, I just instantly didn't like them. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you're saying you're my family, but I don't know you, dude. You know, so. It's, but I remember uh, apparently my grandfather didn't like her brothers, too. Mm. You know, and I guess my grandma was still borrowing money for them for, for whatever reason. And my grandfather didn't like that. You know, old school. You know, that's my wife. You know, He didn't like that Butch was doing And that. they would, like, pop up every now and then. And he would, like, check them. Like, hey, that's my wife. I'm taking care of her. You know, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I guess it reached the point where when the brother came back out and started talking to my grandma, I was like, here, I'll help you. Then the other brother was like, well, we can get money if we sell this house. Mm. So that's, there was that. Yeah. And I remember my cousin tried, like, setting me up one of her homegirls for prom. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to, do, I don't even know if I'm going to prom. Right. Because, you know, I was two proms. And I'm like, I, yeah not feeling and, I, and like and it was and like when i look back too i was like well i was even the girl like i wanted to go with like i didn't think she was cute at all well i actually i made her mad because like, oh you look cute because like we were supposed to hang out um but i was like dude like i don't really want to do anything right now the school knew like i wasn't i was like just losing it yeah I mean, we went out for lunch because we had off campus and i'm like i kind of was like i don't want to go to prom with you sorry Oh, shit. You know, but I had convinced my my, my homie uh, earlier to go with my cousin because uh, he was a straight-up dude. And and I was like, well, I felt bad if I, he takes my cousin and I'm not there. So that's the only reason why I went because I, I had asked him and he was down. And, um, but, yeah, that, that, that was – I missed out on, like, all the senior stuff, like cut day and whatever because I was – Basically, uh, one of my teachers from junior year was like, I'll take him under my wing. You know, you just have to write a book report for, like, the next, like, two months. Oh, shit. So that was, like, almost, like, 20 book reports I had to write. Oh, my God. And, I mean, it got to a point where, like, one of my um, my homies, uh, there was a junior, Shaker, cool-ass dude. I think I was, like, struggling. I, I got up to about, like, 18, and he did, like, the last two for me. Man, I can't, I mean... Just hearing those words, book report, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Just doing one. And so, yeah, like, I uh, I sacrificed most of my, like, senior year. I, you know, the uh, me and my homegirl uh, were supposed to go with each other if we didn't have dates. Right. And like then, a pact. And then she she broke that promise because basically the guy that she wanted to go with kind of, like, like kind of broke her heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then she didn't want to go. And, but she still went. Like, we still ended up going. We just weren't with each other. And then I had another homegirl who was pregnant at the time with her second kid. Dang. And I was like, ooh, like, you know, you should see your dress, bro. And I'm like, dude, she's, she's got two different baby daddies. Yeah. And she's more like my homegirl. Mm-hmm. And she's pregnant. Uh, no. <laughs> right. And so uh, I still ended up going to prom, you know, uh, you know, it was a blast, and uh, 
I managed to get all my book reports done. I remember my teacher was even like, don't, don't bite off more than you can chew next time. I'm like, <laughs> I was literally the last senior that they signed off. So, so you made it. I just buy a like, hair. Yeah. But um, so I didn't get a proper cap and gown. So the guy that was selling the cap and gown, I had to buy it the day of my graduation. And I'm like about almost six feet. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it was for someone that was like five eight. So like I just wore this like I had like my cargo pants and my shell toes and like a nice top. Like but, hella high water. <laughs> yeah, I was flooding, bro. Ah. And my stepdad was there to see me graduate, and I had to borrow money from him to, to get it. And I was like, I had already like paid for most of it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, all I got is this is all I got left. And dude was like totally like night and day. Like he was nice when he was doing like the uh, senior rings and our, our cap and gown orders initially. And then he was just a total prick day of my graduation. And if my stepdad had known the full 411, he probably would have knocked him out. <laughs> And I was just like, I don't, I was just like, dude, I'm just trying to walk stage, man. I'm not I'm like, right. I've gone through all this and trying to be a, a kind of a just normal, right? Yeah. Just do the, go through the motions. So that was actually the second. Yeah, it was two. I was like, going back to my sophomore year, it was also um, a friend of mine. Oh, no, there you go. Junior year. Uh, one of my homegirls in my science class, she was actually in a car accident. Mm. So I think that's that was the first time I had to deal with like that. So and it sucked. I was like I literally saw her that Friday and then came to school Monday and they were like, Yeah, she was so I had I had this dislike for uh Rav Forest for a minute. Because she was she wasn't sitting in the seat, she was in the back. Yeah. And like those old small boxy yeah, Rav yeah. And like yeah. whoever was driving kinda of fell asleep and she was thrown from the car and it was just like Jeez. Well, we're gonna have to wrap just because we're running long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think we can end on a maybe a high note. It's a question. Um, our theme on the show this season is we're still here. I mean, you're obviously still here in a big way. I would say. Um, what does it mean to you to still be in San Francisco? I mean, considering all the changes, everything that I've gone through, I'm still I'm still thriving. It's it's not easy. You know, but it's just like, I, I couldn't see myself anywhere else, you know? So I, I definitely feel support from, you know, people. I'm meeting new people, but yeah, it's just, I'm a native man. And it's like, I, I, I'm trying my best to fight to live in my own city. That was Vander Hill. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, we'll pick back up on our City Gardens series with a visit to Garden for the Environment. Episode 45 drops next Tuesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Music for the podcast was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Original photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fourth season, we have more than 190 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can, please rate and review our show so we can reach even more folks. We love email. Drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong. Stay healthy. 
And we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.